You are listening to Alagana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories Podcast, where we share custom-made itineraries we have curated for our clients, stories from our own often crazy adventures around the world, interviews with the most fascinating people we met on the road, plus tips and hacks that will help you plan your next adventure to Europe and beyond. Coming up in this episode, how not to crowdsource hotel suggestions, my own formula of how to pick the right hotel for your trip, tips for choosing a hotel in Europe, especially if you're traveling with kids, and how to differentiate between apart hotels, beds and breakfasts, castle hotels, Airbnb, and agriturismo farm stays. I'm your host, Anna Fishman. Let's get started. If you ever tried crowdsourcing restaurant recommendations from your friends and family, you know that there will be dozens of ideas and options, and each one will be influenced by the person that gave you that suggestion. The same really holds true for travel. When is the best time to visit friends? What are the top restaurants in Berlin? Which hotel has the best views of Eiffel Tower? Which Caribbean resort is best for kids? I get these questions all the time. There are many, many possible answers to these questions, and online reviews don't convey the nuances as well as a human would be. Of course, you can ask Google, hey Google, what's the best hotel in Florence? But you can't ask Google, hey Google, what is the best hotel in Florence for me? And that's where expertise of a professional travel advisor like myself comes in handy. One of the key ways in which I provide value to my clients is through first-hand knowledge and my experience of traveling through 27 countries and visiting over 250 luxury hotels and resorts, which now probably are over 300, but I kind of lost count. When someone asks me for the best hotel in Italy, the answer is always, it depends. What is the best for one person won't work for another one. It is my job to advise my clients on selecting the right hotel using a lot of different criteria, trying to figure out what would be the best specifically for them and for their trip. Let's talk location. If you take any major metropolitan city in Europe or in US, there are many, many beautiful neighborhoods to select from. How do you know which is the best one for you? I would say decide if you want to be close to the main attractions or further away from the hustle and bustle of the downtown. In Venice, let's say, staying by Rialto Bridge means you will need to walk or take Vaporetto, which is their local water taxi, to get to other parts of the city or to connect to outbound trains at the train station. In Oslo, there are beautiful residential neighborhoods that are just 10 minutes outside of the center where you can stay in an apartment hotel that will provide amenities of a hotel, but also offer the space and convenience of a luxury apartment for a great price, but you're just outside of the center of the city. In Dubrovnik, Croatia, you can choose to stay right in the old town, but you must remember that in many historic European cities, cars and buses aren't allowed in the main pedestrian zones, and that will definitely impact your transfers and getting around with suitcases. So at the end of the day, the decision is yours, but I can definitely help you narrow down your options by suggesting the best area that fits best your preferences. Let's talk budget. 
There's always a trade-off in any travel scenario if maintaining a strict budget, whatever that means to you personally, is the number one thing on your priority list, then it can significantly narrow down your selection of hotel options. If you're flexible on dates, but love a specific hotel or resort, I can definitely help you pick the best combination of the price, value, and the time of the year to visit that destination. For example, going to San Regis in Venice, let's say, during carnival or during a very busy summer season, it will be priced very differently than if you were to shift your dates by a few weeks and sometimes just days, and it could make a whole world of difference in price. There is no such thing as a great hotel deal online because the price oftentimes does not reflect the reality. While it looks good on paper, booking sites oftentimes have hidden costs, they sell the lowest tier room selections possible, and you cannot work with the hotel directly to adjust amenities or add requests or upgrades. That $149 a night deal can mean a room with a terrible view, ongoing construction, maintenance issue, like slew of other problems, and you don't need to worry about any of that while you're on vacation. I pride myself on the relationships that I have created with different hotel properties around the world, specifically in the Caribbean and Europe. So when I book a hotel room for you, I take care of your stay from A to Z. If necessary, if something happens, because let's face it, we live in an unpredictable world and we cannot control everything. If something happens, I usually have the connections on the ground to escalate the problem and to make sure that The right people are on that problem and they will take care of it as soon as possible and they will make sure that your stay is perfect. When I start working with a client, I always ask them a bunch of questions about their previous hotel stays, what they liked, what they didn't like, if they have any specific hotel brands that they like to stay at, if they have any loyalty programs that they like to use for their travels. All of that helps me paint the picture of what's important to them because what is important for one person may not be important for somebody else. And the budget is not always an indicator of what's important because I have planned several very luxury vacations, but my clients told me, you know what, we don't care for the hotel that much. As long as it's clean and comfortable, it doesn't have to be five star. It doesn't have to have all the amenities in the world. Central location, clean and comfortable. And I have planned their trips with a focus more on experiences. They spend their money on experiences, on immersive things that gave them really an understanding of the culture and of the sense of place versus spending their money on the hotel. On the opposite spectrum, I've had clients who had not huge budgets, but and they didn't want any experiences. They just wanted to go to a destination and spend most of their time just relaxing at the hotel or the resort, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong way to travel or right way to travel. And they told me that they are very much interested in amenities. They're very much concerned about the star level of the hotels where they're staying, and it's very important to them. So understanding what's important to the client is really the secret sauce, because my job is to not to know about every amenity in every hotel in the world, because honestly, that's not possible. No matter how great of a travel advisor you are, you cannot know everything about everything. 
but my job is more of a matchmaker between what the client needs and what options are available for them. Trying to understand what is important for a client is literally an art and a science because I go very, very deeply into a lot of questions asking what's important for them when picking a hotel because that could really make or break their stay. For example, if somebody is looking to go to the Caribbean and stay at an all-inclusive resort, you may look at only five-star resorts and you may think all of them would be fantastic. They're all five-star. There couldn't be anything wrong with them. But let me give you an example. One of the hotel chains, and I will not mention the name, is known for pumping perfumes in all of their public areas, in the lobby, in the restaurants, in lounges, every area that you enter, it has a different smell. Does it smell nice? Different smells nice, but it's not for everybody. I, for one, love to be in open air spaces. When I was visiting that hotel, I felt a little bit suffocated because of all the smells. And I know, for example, that my mom, who's very sensitive to smells, even though it's a five-star hotel, even though it's beautiful and has fantastic service, my mom would not have enjoyed her stay at that hotel. So asking the right questions, knowing what to point out is very important with working with the client. Another example is, and I'm talking about the same hotel chain, and if you're really interested, feel free to raise this question in our Facebook group or DM me on Instagram, and I'm happy to to share with you more about the specific hotel chain because I really love them, but they have little things that kind of bother me, um, and I'm not able to 100% give them, give them my business. So like I said, I love outdoor spaces, and I when I'm in the Caribbean, I love to dine outside. I love to have my lunch or breakfast with a view of the ocean and smell that fresh air. A lot of the restaurants in this resort chain, especially in Mexico, they're all indoors. So when I was having a meal at that in one of the restaurants, the food was fantastic, but I didn't get my view, which really what gives a sense of place in the Caribbean. And I was missing that. If I was looking at hotels to choose and I knew that my client really wants to have outdoor dining options, probably this hotel chain would not be the one that I would recommend. If you're traveling to Europe, to find the right hotel is even harder because there are so many different options of hotel types in Europe. And how the heck do you choose between a luxury castle on the countryside, a spacious apartment hotel in the city center, an agriturismo farm, a bed and breakfast, or Airbnb, and I'm sure I'm not mentioning several others. So there's so many choices, and I wanted to break down some of them to help you make your informed decisions better. So let's talk about castle hotels. In Europe specifically, I would say in Ireland, United Kingdom, Italy, France, staying in a luxury castle hotel is really a dream come true. You can sleep under the same roof as a lord and his family slept hundreds of years ago, but now with all the modern amenities. If this type of accommodation is something you're looking to book, it honestly seems like a no-brainer to go for it. However, a lot of castle hotel accommodations are not very kid-friendly. If you're traveling with children, this is something to think about. There won't be any elevators in medieval castles because there was no electricity during medieval times, and most of the rooms are mostly for couples and not for families, so keep in mind it's mostly going to be one bed in the room. Also, the rooms may be smaller with lower ceilings because they were built many years ago, 
and people in the medieval times were shorter so they didn't need to have low ceilings. Most castle hotels are not in the center of the metropolitan cities, but in the countryside on an estate with several acres of land. So if you're planning on staying in one, make sure you have a rental car or have pre-booked your transfers. If you're traveling with children, I would suggest staying in a hotel in the center of the city that is conveniently located near train stops, especially if you're in Europe near stores and restaurants, so you can be a few minutes away from a quick dinner or an emergency diaper change. Apartment hotels are fantastic for families. They have the best of both worlds. They have that extra space of an apartment, um, usually with a separate bedroom, living room, kitchen area, and they also have the space for your family to spread out, obviously. But they also offer typical hotel amenities like daily change of towels or even room service. So they do offer the best of both worlds. If you're looking to get away from it all, from the hustle and bustle of the city and want to see how the locals live, I would suggest choosing a farm stay, commonly called agriturismo, if you're staying in Italy. And I'm sure other countries have different names for them, but I just know one for Italy because Italy is one of the most popular destinations that I work with. Typically, for accommodations to be classified as agriturismo, it has to be a working farm or has the, the place has to have a working farm on premises. Honestly, like how cool would it be to see how they make wine, a balsamic vinegar, cheese? And, but, you know, you have to pick wisely because they don't make it all in the same farm. So, for example, if you are staying at a vinegar farmhouse, where they make balsamic vinegar in Madonna in Italy. You can take a cooking class right on property. You can cook with that vinegar that they make at the farm. You can rent an e-bike. You can stay there overnight, obviously, and enjoy the peace and quiet and the country life outside of the big cities. That's not something that's available in every destination, that's for sure. If you're looking for another type of experience of local life, I would suggest trying bed and breakfast. Oftentimes, That means that you're getting a room, sometimes with a bathroom, sometimes not, but you're staying in somebody's house. Make sure you're comfortable with that because you may not get as much privacy as you would in a hotel, but in return, you will get to eat breakfast made specifically for you by the property chef. And that chef is usually the owner, the manager, the concierge of the property, like all in one. Last time when my husband and I traveled and stayed in bed and breakfast, we ended up having a three-hour-long breakfast, and it was the most fascinating time because we had a great conversation with one of the owners, and it was a truly memorable experience. Of course, there are plenty of Airbnb properties around the world, but my recommendation is usually against them. I have seen so many complaints and issues with bookings from the very last-minute cancellations by the property managers leaving guests without the roof above their heads, like literally days before their arrival, to pictures of filthy rooms, unresponsive and accusatory hosts coming after you for property damages that you have nothing to do with. You don't want that headache on your trip. You don't want that headache after your trip. And also as a travel agent, I cannot guarantee your safety in someone's private home booked on Airbnb. So for your peace of mind and my peace of mind, 
let's stick to the professionally run properties where we can have a fantastic experience and we have a point person, we have a property manager, we have local on the ground connections and contacts that we can escalate an issue and that issue can be taken care of in no time. Selecting the right hotel is both an art and a science and I think I perfected it over the years. When online hotel reviews become overwhelming and your list of hotel options just keeps growing, I can work with you to narrow it down to the top three properties that I think would be the best fit. I would work with you to adjust and refine your hotel selections until you're satisfied with the perfect balance of location, price, and value that really fit your needs and your trip. And honestly, 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 hand to God, you cannot crowdsource that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm sure you have questions about specific hotels or how to pick the right one based on your specific criteria. I am happy to chat in my free Facebook group, Perfect Vacation Travel Club. Please knock on the door of the group. I will be happy to let you in if you're not in the group just yet or if you're in the group already, feel free to post this question or whatever question you have about traveling to Europe or the Caribbean and I'll be more than happy to chat with you. And we have thousands of people in the group who'll be happy to share their recommendations as well. So thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for more and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Aligana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories on iTunes or any other place where you listen to your podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Thank you and ciao for now. You have been listening to Aligana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories podcast. Aligana Travel Boutique is a luxury travel agency. We specialize in completely custom-made trips and experiences for couples and families. I'm your host, Anna Fishman owner and founder of Aligana Travel Boutique. Having traveled extensively through 27 countries, I have built incredible relationships with the most fascinating people in the travel space and have curated a personal world of practical travel information that I'm so eager to share with you. From the best hotels and resorts around the world to agritourism mom and pop farms, from castle hotels to century-old wineries owned by the several generations of the same family, to the most unique and authentic, historic, cultural, and epicurean experiences. Oligana Travel Boutique is your one-stop shop for jaw-dropping European itineraries. Want me to create one-of-a-kind custom trip for you? Let's chat. Grab a time on my calendar for a free consultation through a link in show notes. Thanks for listening. Ciao till next time.